Aloha, beautiful soul. You're listening to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee. I am a soulful business coach and public speaker who is obsessed with human design and continuous growth and evolution. This podcast is for the soul-driven woman who's ready to energetically align with the highest version of herself so she can make quantum leaps in her life and business. My mission is to help you uncover your naked truth, the real you when you strip down all the conditioning and limiting beliefs around who you should be, stop making excuses, and step into your true power. Each week, I bring you powerful conversations with women who are taking up space and owning their zone of genius, as well as solo episodes from me to support your journey to live an authentic life. If you're ready to liberate your true self and up-level all areas of your life and business, then you've come to the right place. Thank you so much for pressing play. Now let's find out what's uplifting you today. We just celebrated a hundred episodes of the uplifting podcast, and I just want to thank each one of you for spending time with me every week. Your support means so much to me, and this podcast has been my greatest joy to create every week. As a thank you, I want to offer you first access to my Black Friday sale. I'm not really a huge fan of Black Friday, but I do love this time of year. It's the time of year we start reflecting on the past year and start visioning what we want the next year to bring. Right now, I'm completely booked with private clients until February 2021. So I've decided to open up a limited number of spots for one-on-one intensives. This is for anyone who's looking to integrate human design into their business to create more alignment, rise up as an authority in your industry, and become a magnet for all of your desires. Once you sign up, I'll email you a questionnaire so I can get to know a little bit about where you're at right now, what's working, what's not working, and what your vision is for your business so we don't waste any time on our calls. On our calls, I will guide you to uncovering where you need to shift to get back into energetic alignment. The best part is these intensives are buy one, get one free now until November 30th or whenever we sell out. Go to the link in the show notes now for more information to grab yours before they're all gone. Your highest self is calling you to step up in these final months of 2020 to create momentum moving into the new year, and I cannot wait to support you on this journey. Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Lindsay Nadler, who is a former police officer turned passive income creator, coach, and CEO with a mission to show as many women as possible how to make their passion pay them and confidently chase their dreams. She is a life and business coach, host of the Make Your Passion Pay You podcast, and creator of the Passion to Profit Business Academy and Boss Moves, where she helps women step into the role of the confident CEO and build online businesses doing what they love. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. I am so excited to be here, Randy. I am just so pumped. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be talking to you today. 
And I love to just start the conversation with you sharing a story from your past that got you into the work that you're doing today as a life and business coach. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, I started out as a police officer, right? Law enforcement officer. So how do you go from that to (laughs) entrepreneurship, right? So yeah, I, you know, I don't know if there's any other women listening that ever, you know, they didn't dream of getting married and having kids, but instead they dreamt of like becoming an assassin or like a secret agent. <laughs> but that kind of was my dream, you know, and I, I laugh about that because the reason why I got into law enforcement, Randy, was because I wanted to change the world. I wanted to do something proactive. I wanted to do something important. And it was a natural fit for me. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I know you're all about human design, but I just say I'm an eight on the Enneagram, meaning that I'm very justice oriented and law enforcement at the time seemed like a really good fit for me to do what I wanted to do. And what I quickly realized, Randy, was that while I thought I was being proactive, what my job as a police officer was, was very reactive. And I quickly realized that a feminist (laughs) entrepreneur at heart free thinking kind of rebel, you know, underneath it all wasn't going to do real well in a paramilitary male dominated organization in the deep South. And so I love my brothers and sisters in blue, but I just quickly realized that, you know, Hey, working this 12 hour night shift, you know, working three other jobs, like I said, entrepreneur at heart, you know, in, in a job that I loved parts of, but there were other parts that were really sucking the life out of me. I had a lot of traumatic situations early on in my law enforcement career that really shaped me. And I'll just share one really quickly. And it it is the reason why I do what I do today. You know, my whole mission is to make your passion pay you live once, go after your dreams, you know, buy the house, do the thing, take the leap, go for it. Because I have a very healthy relationship with what I call mortality motivation. And it stems from the story while I was on the, the force and we had an active shooter in our town and Basically, long story short, I was the first responder to um, a man that was just shot randomly in the parking lot. Older man, just going about his business, you know, putting groceries in his truck. And this guy who had killed his girlfriend sped through the parking lot, shot him, stole his truck. And so I was the first responder and I worked on that man for a really long time and he did pass away. And I then had to go and I wanted to tell his wife, who's a bank teller, and she's just going about her day, right? That he w- he was gone and what had happened and that I was there with him and that I had worked on him and I tried my best. You know, Randy, that situation really shaped me because it really taught me how fleeting life is. And that in a moment, in a minute, you know, you're just putting groceries in your truck and it can be gone. And so that's when I really started to think, you know, is the work that I'm doing what I'm really meant to be doing? And I just found that I was really passionate about women, that I was passionate about a lot of other things. And I began to chase that. And so I cut my teeth in entrepreneurship in network marketing, went on to build multiple six-figure business, earned seven figures over the course of 10 years. And now, long story, (laughs) but here I am doing what I'm doing. So that was that was probably the catalyst that said, hey, you know, you're meant to be doing something else and this isn't it. I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that because it does highlight that 
the time really is now to go after our dreams, even if they feel scary. So what was that process like of you making that transition from being a police officer to going into entrepreneurship? Yeah, you know, I was always into fitness, you know, it kind of comes with the job being a police officer as a college athlete, D1 softball player, what, what, my softball girls. But I, you know, I was always into fitness. I actually, part of my job was to do the physical fitness assessments. And so those three other jobs that I told you about that you had to have to make ends meet, you know, as a police officer, uh, one of them was running boot camps and personal training. And so I actually got my start. I cut my teeth in entrepreneurship and network marketing. I found a supplement company that just went hand in hand with what I was doing in the fitness industry. And so I was able to double my income and then triple it within a year, retire from law enforcement. And, you know, I was in the fitness industry world, you know, the health and wellness industry. I had my own line of weightlifting belts. I had a cookbook and I don't even cook, which is hysterical. <laughs> you know how that goes. But I had an ebook back before Instagram was even like really around, you know, people just thought it was a weird app for pictures. So I thought like, man, I'm going to be this fitness guru, right? you know, was training clients online and like doing all this stuff, killing it in my network marketing business. And then I had this moment where through just a series of divine appointments and events, I really felt like God was putting it on my heart to start this nonprofit that would help survivors of sex trafficking transition. And because of my law enforcement contacts, it was a really good fit. And so you know, it's one of those moments, Randy, where it's like, you're like, no, like I, I'm doing what I, I thought I was going to be doing. And now my whole world is getting rocked. I don't know if anybody listening has ever experienced a moment where, you know, you felt like God or a higher power was telling you to do something, but you didn't want to do it. <laughs> like Randy, I don't know if you've experienced that. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of like what it was like when I left my full-time job. It was like, I just knew internally that it was the right decision, even though it made no sense logically. Yeah, you know, and it was just like, okay, I'm like gonna leave behind my business. I'm gonna like go do this this nonprofit work. And so I did I, I did, you know, I was dragging my feet, but was able to get that nonprofit up and rolling and completely funded and donation based within two years, which if anybody's familiar with nonprofit world, that's like insane. And it was great. And again, it was just a part of my journey. I think a lot of people really get stuck in what I teach on my podcast is the difference between your purpose, your passion, your calling and your assignment. And this was a different assignment. I just believe that your purpose and your passion is, is typically the same, but your assignment is going to change in different seasons of your life. And that assignment as the executive director of that nonprofit taught me so much, but it really allowed me, Randy, to be confronted with my workaholism, <laughs> my performance mentality, my, you know, not going to stop until it's done. And what happened was I, because of the stress of that nonprofit, obviously you can imagine the type of work that we were doing. I mean, we, we went from you know, the immediate rescue to housing. I mean, we were doing so much. And, you know, when you're in the beginning stages of a nonprofit, you're doing everything. But I basically worked myself into the ground, was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue and 
gut health issues and basically was put on a mandated sabbatical by my doctor. Like Randy, I was like, literally, I could barely function. I could barely get through the day because of just the stress and toll of everything. And so we made the decision as a nonprofit to merge that with another local organization. And now they're doing better than we ever could have done, you know? And during this mandated sabbatical is when, again, here we go, the assignment is changed. And here I am with all of this business knowledge, this, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16. I've always been about that side hustle life, you know, whether it was giving hitting lessons or, you know, teaching other personal trainers how to grow their business, or, I mean, hello, starting a nonprofit, helping women overcome trauma and, you know, start living a semi-normal life again. I had all of this knowledge and skills and expertise and, and knew that I was meant to bring that into the world. And it was during that sabbatical and honestly a time of healing for me that the work, the, the mission behind what I do now, helping women live life by design and make their passion pay them was birthed. So long story, there's lots of pivots along the way, but that's how I transitioned to what I'm doing now is really listening to those nudges, the whispers from God, as I call them, and trusting that path and surrendering, you know, along the way. That's so beautiful. And I think it really ties in your mission of making your passion pay you because that's really what you've done. So what are some tips that you might have for somebody who is in the position where you were wanting to make that leap to make their passion pay them, but they don't know where to get started? Yeah, that's a great question, Randy. So first, it's like we need to have a a meeting about are you really passionate about this? (laughs) Because that's what I see so many women struggling with, like the whole multi-passionate, you know, conundrum that we get in or, you know, like, oh, I love this. I guess, oh, I love it. I want to do it, but I don't know. And I'm like, okay, first of all, we need to get real. Are you actually passionate about this? Like called to it, meant to do it, fire in your gut, eat, sleep, breathe it. You can't help but do this thing. Or are you just kind of excited? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, do you just kind of have like this fantasy about how fun this will be? And you're just kind of into it. You think it would be cool, right? So this is kind of the litmus test. Are you willing, number one, are you willing to go through and do some really hard things to transition into entrepreneurship, doing what you love. Are you willing to, I mean, let's just be honest. Are you willing to be made fun of? Are you willing to be rejected? Are you willing for people to tell you no? Are you willing to go through the personal growth and the up level required to be a CEO, to actually be an entrepreneur? You know, Randy, I work with a lot of heart-centered, like passion-driven, you know, spiritual entrepreneur gals that they love doing the thing, but they haven't developed in the role of leadership and that entrepreneurial mind. So we've really got to merge those and we've got to get real about, are you really passionate about this? Because, I mean, I'm just being real. You tell me, Randy, this is not a cakewalk. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some challenges. And I think especially in the beginning, those sacrifices that you have to make, right, to get it off the ground. I think a lot of times we get this image based on social media that it's always flow and bliss and easy, but I had to put in a lot of hard work and a lot of long hours before it actually was able to get to that place in my business. 
Exactly. And if you weren't truly passionate about it, Randy, and truly lit, like lit within, like lit up over it, are you, you're not going to be really willing to do the hard things. You're not going to be willing to invest. You're not going to be willing to get through, you know, if you have like a nightmare client or a troll on your social media account or, you know, whatever situation that comes with owning your own business. So, you know, that passion is what is driving us. It's the foundation. And we've got to get really, really rooted in what that is. And I tell women this a lot. And, and I want to give people a you know permission, not that they need my permission, but a permission slip is that you don't have to monetize every single thing you're passionate about. There are some things that you can keep just for you. You're not meant to monetize it. Like that's going to be some other area of your life. Because, you know, one thing that the second thing that I would probably say for somebody that's just getting started is that if you want to make your passion pay, you know, again, adopting the entrepreneur mindset, you you realize you're not always you're not going to be the technician in your business forever. If you really want something that's sustainable, you're going to learn how to duplicate yourself and eventually scale. So what I mean is like, let's say that right now you are super passionate about like baking. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm hungry right now. So that's what I'm thinking about. So like you love to bake cookies, you love to bake cakes, you love to make custom cakes and you know, whatever. So you think that your dream life is you just baking cakes all day long, right? <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to do what I love. I'm just going to like be in it doing the thing. But really in order to monetize that, you know, there's so many other things that go with that. No, you're the CEO teaching other people how to bake the cakes. So I think a lot of times when people are wanting to make this big shift and they're wanting to like start their own business, they need to spend some time in the industry doing what they say it is that they love to decide, do you need to just go work for somebody else doing what you love? Or do you actually need to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, because there's so many other things that go along with being an entrepreneur than just executing your passion. Yeah, it's not just doing the fun stuff <laughs> all the time, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, we can we can hire people to help us with those things, but I think there's always going to be, right, that level of things that we need to do that aren't necessarily what we're in love with. Absolutely. And I think it's like, you know, there's so many fantasies that we believe, like, you know, when I start doing what I love, I won't ever have to do anything hard or not fun. I'll just get to do that thing all day long. And that's just not typically how it is. And so it's like, I really tell people, Hey, I want you to get passionate, not just about the thing that you're doing in your business, but the mission that you're behind. Does that make sense? It's like, you know, if you're, if you're passionate about, you know, coaching, I'm just using this example, Okay. So what's going to, what's the difference between you just working for a coaching agency, just doing the coaching versus you being the CEO of a business that really can, can run without you. And so it's like, we have to get connected to our greater mission, get passionate about the mission and what the legacy is that you're leaving on this planet and the impact that you're making, because really a business is about other people. So we've got to get passionate about the people that we're impacting as a result of what we love, not just looking to build a business that's going to fulfill us. Because 
I've talked about this a lot, you know, on my Instagram, on my podcast, but you know, your business is not your baby. (laughs) Your business, you know, your passion, your thing. Sometimes we act like helicopter parents with it. You know, we, we have to understand that while yes, this is a source of fulfillment, it's not the fulfilling thing, right? I can't base my whole life on what I'm doing in, in my, my business. Like, yes, it's an honor and a privilege to get to do what I love for a living, but I've got to, I've got to have a healthy view of this, that my business, my passion is a vehicle to take me where I want a vehicle to help me live the life of my dreams, not a baby that I'm you know using to make me happy you know, and fulfill me. I mean, you're signing yourself up for an emotional roller coaster, <laughs> a nervous breakdown if we stay in that place. So that would be 100% you know, mindset shift that I would recommend, Randy. I think that's so important to bring up because I think a lot of times, especially in the beginning when we're starting our business, we kind of identify our, like our, ourselves and our business are like the same thing, right? We don't know how to separate ourselves from our business and like we are not our business, right? But especially if you have a personal brand, that can be challenging to make that distinction. And I think that's where we start to, not make decisions from an objective place, right? Because it's very emotional and it's like taking things that are happening in your business personally or whatever the case might be instead of looking at it from that CEO position and like, this is a business, this isn't who I am. Yes, that is so good. And it's so hard, right? You know, because like, especially if you're a personal brand, you know, it's your face all over social media. It's your voice. And we, we can get really crazy with thinking this is who we are. And I always like to teach my clients, you know, that your brand is an extension of you. It's not you. There has to be some parts that you keep to the best, you know, and that you keep to yourself. And really, like you said, Randy, you have to view your business as its own entity, as its own persona so that you can stay neutral and objective. And and I love, I'm sure some of the listeners have heard this is like really kind of viewing it as an experiment and heaven forbid, Randy, we actually like have fun, (laughs) right? Like that we stop taking ourselves so seriously and stop looking, you know, at everything that happens in our business as a reflection of, you know, our skill set in our industry. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think it's really important because then we can make these decisions that come from being the CEO instead of really taking it personally. And I think that that's a huge mindset shift, you know, because it allows us to be in that CEO position. And I see a lot of people also like a mistake that they're making is not really stepping into that CEO role and still treating their business like a side hustle, which I know is something that you talk a lot about. Yeah, you know, we we have to keep things neutral. And I know like the listeners are going like, what are you saying? Like you said passion. And now you're saying neutral. <laughs> you're, you're telling me to care. Now you're saying don't care. Which one is it? <laughs> what do you want me to do? I don't know what to do. And it's like, yes, again, be passionate about your mission. Be passionate about your people. But I want you to learn something that will help you make so much money will help you be the CEO and will help you just be an all around happier, healthy human being. And it's this concept of healthy detachment. So detaching from the outcomes, being neutral about the outcomes and what you are making them mean. 
that's why I see so many people really struggling with launches. They struggle with selling. They struggle with rejection, honestly, because they've made what that person said to them, you know, yes or no, they've made a yes or no mean something about them. And true confidence, you know, is knowing who, you know, is knowing like, Hey, I'm the, I'm this leader, I'm the CEO and I don't have anything to prove. And I know where my worth is. I know who I am. I know that I'm powerful. I know that I'm enough. And anything that's circumstantial, meaning someone said yes, someone said no, isn't going to affect that. You know, I'm really unshakable um, in the way, you know, that I view my business. So I would 100% recommend you stay passionate about your mission, your people, your work, but you've got to detach from the outcomes for sure. It's easier said than done, right? Like detaching from the outcomes. I think especially when it comes to setting goals in our business, right? Because then it can be like, oh, well, do I not set goals? Like, how do I find direction in my business if I'm detaching from the outcomes? So what would you say to that? Yeah. So it's like, I think there's a difference between not caring, like indifference. Like we can't just say like, oh, I don't care. Be like, obviously you care. You're a goal oriented, ambitious, like hungry person, <laughs> you know? But I think there's this concept of surrendering and trusting God, the universe, you know, whatever your your thing is that, I mean, I'm just being transparent here. I mean, and I don't know about you, Randy, but like, that's the hardest part is the surrender is the trust piece and being patient and knowing like, Hey, I did everything that I could, that I knew to do. And I executed my strategy. I went all in. I'm showing up, I'm serving my people, but at the end of the day, like I have, I have to know that there, there is a greater plan for me. And this is what I've learned, Randy, in you know, my over decade of just business and coaching and doing all these things is that if it didn't happen for me, like if the, the goal didn't happen, you know, everything is happening for us, not to us, that it was for my protection. There was some reason that the answer was no, or that I didn't, you know, meet that certain goal. Most of the time it has been because if I would have gotten what I said I wanted, I would not have been able to sustain it. So meaning like, okay, and I, and this is what I would ask any listener who's trying to run their own business right now. Okay. I know you're saying you want 50 people in this program. <laughs> you're wanting, you know, these big audacious goals. And that's awesome. But could you handle it if you got it right? Could you handle it right now? What are your systems? What's your confidence level? You know, what, what are some things that you, that you need to grow as a leader? Could you handle what you're asking for? And even though we can't see that sometimes, I just believe in that divine you know, protection and guidance and that if I haven't gotten there yet, it's because there's a lesson that I'm learning in it or it's for my long-term growth and protection and learning process. So was that helpful? I'm not sure if that was helpful, but. Absolutely. I think it's, it's making that shift in perspective, right? To see whatever happens as happening for you and that it's whatever you needed on that next step of your journey. And it's not that you're not going to ever reach your goal, let's say of a $50,000 launch or a $100,000 launch or whatever it is that you set that goal. 
It's just that you needed to have that step in between, like that little rest stop on your journey before you actually reach that final destination. Yeah, so good. You know, one of my mentors told me recently, she's like, you're not stuck, you're stabilizing. Let that sink in. Like what a huge reframe that is. You know, when you're going after goals and you don't hit them, you're like, oh, I'm stuck at this goal or oh, the same thing keeps happening or I haven't filled or whatever. It's like, you're not stuck. You're stabilizing. You're learning a lesson right now. Yeah. And I think that's huge, especially when you're going through rapid change and transformation. We need that time to stabilize. Totally. Sometimes you need time to become the person (laughs) that you're becoming, right? Absolutely. You know, it's like you, you learn all this stuff, you do all this transformation, like it's not always going to the next thing. Like you've got to sit in that and actually like get comfortable in your new skin you just transformed into, you know? Absolutely. And this word, I use it all the time, but it's, I feel like it's a buzzword these days is embodiment, but I feel like that's really what embodiment is, right? Is like taking in that information and then absorbing it, sitting with it allowing it to like really become a part of who you are instead of just constantly learn one thing onto the next, learn one thing onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. Like we need to take that time to really be, like you said, become that next version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Man, that's so good. Yeah. And that's really the messy middle that no one wants to talk about. It's that's the becoming process And I'm so glad you brought that up, Randy, because it's like, this is where as women, you know, we can really start to struggle with comparison because it's like, we, we look at, you know, this other person who's just going from one thing to the, like, she's just, man, it's up level, up level. Oh, she's like, it seems like she's growing so much faster than we are, but that's just not true. She's just in a different season. And we have to learn to embrace our season of like, you know, getting comfortable in that new skin and actually being the person and everyone's stage of, you know, like you said, embodiment and being is going to be different and has different seasons and timetables. So we've got to release this control freak in us. And I'm speaking to myself. because we Oh, I feel you girl. <laughs> not struggle with this, you know, is like, that's probably the biggest things like stop trying to force the timetable, be where you are, be in the becoming. Yeah. Cause if it's just always about the next goal and the next thing, when are we ever enjoying what we have right now? Totally. It's like, when is it enough? <laughs> and I see that like so many of us are on this hamster wheel, right? Of, okay. We launch one thing. What's the, what's next? On to the next, on to the next. What's the next thing? the next way to grow my business, to scale, to get to the next level. But when are we actually ever present in the level that we're at right now? Yes. And and Randy, what you just said is spot on because that's when leadership gets developed is when you can then again, I hate this phrase, <laughs> but I'm saying it to myself and I say it to my clients is you have to slow down the speed up sometimes. And that's where that's developed in you, that leadership. And this is a cheesy analogy, but I tell it to my clients and I don't know, I just kind of feel like somebody needs to hear it is, you know, you don't always have to go to the next thing. The thing that you're supposed to be doing right now, sometimes is going to feel like you're taking like two steps backwards, you know, but remember this analogy, it's like a bow and arrow, right? In order, like if, I don't know, I'm from the South, I grew up in a family that hunts, so... (laughs) You know, that bow and arrow, you know, when you pull that arrow back, 
it has to come back. So you're going to feel like you're taking two steps backwards. It's going to go back and create resistance in order for it to be catapulted forward. But if there isn't resistance, if there isn't a pulling back, the way that that arrow goes forward, it's, it's not going to go as far. So sometimes when you feel like, you know, you're taking two or three steps back, or you're just in this process of becoming and you're not getting everywhere, anywhere, and there's tons of resistance, that's setting you up for this just epic, you know, move forward. That's my cheesy analogy for your podcast, Randy. I, I love that so much. And I believe it's really about continuing with it, right? Like even when that resistance comes up, I think that's the true test, right? Is, is this something you're really passionate about? Because if not, that's where so many people can fall off because they're not willing to push through when the challenges, when the resistance comes up. Yes. What I always tell my, my clients, my passionistas, the truly passionate find a way. They find a way to get it done. A truly passionate person, you're not having to tell them like how to figure it out, like, or what to do. A truly passionate person is going to find a way to get through that resistance. Like no matter what, they're going to continue forward, you know, in their mission. They're not, they're not going to quit. And I think you've got to have it and you've got to be rooted into it in order to, to build a business and honestly, a life that you love, because that's what our businesses are meant to be vehicles to help us live life by design and help other people do the same. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I feel like we could just talk about all these things for hours, but I want to respect your time. So before my last question, is there anything you wish I would have asked you or a final message you want to leave? Oh man. The final message that I want to leave to just everyone under the sound of my voice is your enoughness. I learned this from Barbara Stanny who I know you know as well, Randy, but it's like your enoughness is not the issue. It's you being afraid of your power is the issue. I know that for many of you, you want to take the leap. You want to do something different. You want to live aligned um, to your life's calling, your purpose, your passion. The reason that you haven't gone after that yet is not because you feel like you're not qualified or you're not enough. You actually are afraid of your power. Your power isn't something to be afraid of. It's something to embrace and to, to monitor and to steward. And that's what Randy and I've been talking about. You know, your CEO mindset and embodiment. The reason I've been put on this planet is to help women understand just how powerful they are. So that's what I would say. Understand your power, own it, and go after the life you want to live. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And my final question is related to taking inspired action because I believe that's such a crucial ingredient in actually creating transformation in our lives. So what would be three inspired action steps they could take today to live a more uplifted life? Yeah. So number one, I would say is let's not get away from gratitude and pure appreciation. Like, and the word that I love to use a lot is wonder, like W-O-N-D, like, like the wonder and awe of the things around you. You know, I just moved from Louisiana to Idaho and it's so beautiful here that there's mountains and foothills everywhere. But, you know, it's interesting, you know, after a while, and I wonder if you experienced this, Randy, in Hawaii, you know, you become used to it, right? You become kind of, you know, 
sometimes you're like, oh yeah, oh shit, there's a a waterfall right there. (laughs) You know, like, oh, there's a mountain, you know? So like really, number one, if you want to take inspired action, you've got to stay inspired. How do you do that? For me, it's gratitude, wonder, and awe. So what's, what can you be in absolute wonder and awe of every single day? Sometimes it's just the the small little things like nature or the fact that you have hot water or, you know, just pure appreciation for the world around you. That's number one. Second thing to inspired action is looking at what are you absolutely called to do? What is your, and what is your skill set within that thing? Okay. So it's one thing to be passionate about something. It's also another thing to have the skill set required to solve a problem with that passion. So always look for ways to increase your skill set. Passion alone isn't going to do it. I know that's shocking for me to say, but passion will help you find a way. Passion will help you increase your skill set so that you feel confident about taking the action necessary to get the results that you want. So that's the second thing is like increase your skill set. And then the third thing that I would say for inspired action is, and this is just feels random, but I feel like I'm meant to say this to somebody who's listening today is that you need to learn how to check your judgments and your offense at the door. Like stop comparing and looking at what other people on the internet are doing. Stop going down the scroll hole Stop getting in unnecessary fights and arguments and vendettas on the internet. Now, I'm not talking about justice. I'm talking about drama. (laughs) Okay. Some of y'all are so distracted with drama. When you are chasing your dreams, let me just tell you, it is going to require you to say no to drama. Just say no to drama. Okay. Dreams over drama. And really put your blinders on of who you're listening to, who you're... whose voice you are allowing to hold stake in your life, constrain the amount of voices that you are listening to and keep your eye on the prize. Here's one thing that I've learned, Randy, is when I'm getting in just drama and craziness, which is so easy to do, you know, just in life, or I'm comparing or I'm getting distracted, I'm not going to be taking inspired action because where attention flows or where attention goes, energy flows. So we have to, as CEOs, learn how to discipline our focus, learn how to discipline the distractions that will come our way. And, you know, I would say that's probably the number one tip, Randy, is that, you know, people that are chasing their dreams and taking inspired action and living their best life have learned how to focus. They've learned the discipline of focus. Discipline equals freedom. You can learn to focus now say no to drama, say no to distractions, forgive who you need to forgive, let go of the offense, let go of all of these things that have been weighing you down. Your energy is going to increase for you to go after what you're meant to go after. So that was me feeding everyone with the fire hose, Randy. (laughs) That was okay. But it was so good. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here, for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your light your just everything. I just feel like this is going to be such a valuable episode for so many of my listeners. So where can they find you, connect with you, learn more about you, be in your energy, all the things? Yeah. Thank you so much, Randy. I love being here. I love your work. Yeah. So people can come hang out with me on Instagram. That's where I stay. That's that's where I'm hanging out. 
come DM me. It's just at Lindsay Nadler, Lindsay with an E over on Instagram. And then I have a podcast as well. It's called Make Your Passion Pay You. We have a new episode out every week and you can come binge it and check it out. That's it. Amazing. Thank you again, Lindsay. You are so welcome, Randy. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. I know you could literally be anywhere else doing anything else. So the fact that you've chosen to be here with me means the world. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode. My favorite thing is connecting with you on Instagram. So come follow me at I am Randy Lee and take a screenshot of this episode to let me know what resonated with you the most or what your biggest takeaways are. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps get the podcast heard by more people. I personally read all of the reviews and love hearing how I can continue to improve this podcast for you. Don't forget that you are uniquely made and that is your superpower. Until next time, stay uplifted.